evening and welcome. My name's Angela Bell. This will be my first ever podcast. It's the 6th of November 2021. It's the night after firework night. Um, We've got fireworks still going off. It's very cold out there. So I've decided to produce my first podcast um, and that will be about elemental omens and folklore. Just a little bit of background about myself. Um, I'm very interested in um, esoterics and um, anything to do with mythology, folklore, superstitions. So for many years I've read about it. I've been visited lots of different places all over the world to look at different things to do with folklore and also to do with superstition and religion. Um, So today I thought to start things off, um, I would draw upon the elements. Um, So without further ado, um, I will start with the first element, which is earth. So some folklore customs which I have dug up over the years regarding earth um, that have always been of interest to me. Um, are uh, in the Christian religion. Um, The burial position was a serious matter before the 1900s. This always really interested me because I couldn't understand what the reason was that graves faced a certain way. So after digging around a bit, I discovered that basically in the Christian religion, they orientated the graves with the heads to the west and the feet to the east. Um, And this was a Christian um, custom, basically, based upon the fact that um, you would face the rising sun with your body, which would obviously be in the west, um, and your feet would face the east for your final judgment. Um, Having done a bit more research into that, I um, looked at pre-Christianity burial... um, folklore and um, this was actually the absolute opposite Um, so maybe this suggests that um, in actual more paganistic view life um, would be the judgment basically um, and that would be facing the west and the feet would face the east so when the soul finally left the body um, it would be walking into the sunshine back into the universe I've always found this a really interesting concept Um, if anybody's got any views or thoughts if they could leave comments I'd be really interested to hear that Um, as I say with this particular um, custom by the 19th century, um, the tradition was all but forgotten, mainly because of the Industrial Revolution when the larger graveyards were built. Um, the cemeteries in the urbanised areas no longer followed this custom, so it's something that's been lost over the years. So that concludes my first discussion regarding um, customs and beliefs. Um, with regards to the element of earth. So moving on, um, I'm now moving on to air. So I've always been interested in the wind and the way that the winds blow and how that affects the wildlife, um, the countryside, you know, the weather. 
So I started to dig into looking at um, East Wind mythology, which was really interesting when I started really digging down and taking a look because there are quite a lot of different views regarding the East Wind. Some are based on meteorological views, others are you know, pure folklore. The first folklore that I found of interest myself um, was the Native Americans. The Iroquois culture believed the East Wind was brought by Oyan Doni, the moose spirit, whose breath blows grey mist and sends down cold rain upon the earth. So the Native Americans were a um, population who uh, relied heavily on the weather for survival and hunting. Um, and obviously this, this obviously um, was a sign to them that colder weather was coming. So they would have gathered more food, prepared for it. Um, and that was the way that basically they shared information about changes in the weather. Um, and also integrated that into their beliefs and their spirit gods. Moving on from the Native Americans, I took a look um, and in the Bible Moses summoned the east wind to bring locusts and part the Red Seas. It was described as a wind of destruction. So again, the east wind seems to be um, basically it's connected to less ambient weather, storms, you know, even destruction. Um, so I thought I'll take a look and see why it is the east wind is basically classified in this way and the different cultures are using different ways of describing what the east wind would bring. Um, reading from the meteorological office, uh, the the rough weather is said to occur in areas of low pressure which suck in air masses which swell counterclockwise. These are flung upwards as the air pressure rises, it cools causing rain and snow. So from a scientific point of view, that would be the reason that the east wind actually brings this destructive and very cold, wet, sometimes snowy weather. So that was really interesting. Um, so then next I decided to move on to the third element, which is fire. Of the four elements, fire possesses the greatest duality. On the positive side, it brings passion, purification, warmth and light. But equally on the negative side, it brings destruction and chaotic force, often associated with the aftermath of war, depicted in art as anger, violence and entry to hell. To the Chinese, fire is the yang, masculine sun energy. In Eastern Europe, there was a belief if fire refused to draw, that the devil was present. And as a result of this, people actually used the metal pokers to form a cross of protection, which I found really interesting because um, obviously Eastern Europeans are highly superstitious um, and the fact that they used a cross, obviously in their culture they believed that the devil was associated to the fire and that probably came through um, in a lot of artwork in of the period and all throughout history really so yeah that was really interesting to see some of the views on fire many more when you start to look so moving on to the final um, element we've got water I love water myself personally, being a water sign, I'm a Pisces, so I'm always drawn to water, rivers, the sea, 
a lot of pleasure from water but also again water can be a force of great enjoyment but it also can be destructive and dangerous um, so many years ago in Wales a superstition existed that um, splashing water around when washing clothes would cause a wife to be cursed with a drunkard husband <laughs> I found that particularly amusing it sounds like a sketch excuse on the husband's part that appeared at some point throughout history but it was interesting um, moving on to a Yorkshire tradition um, there was a tradition in church in a lot of the village churches in Yorkshire which involved pouring hot water onto the church doorsteps after a newlywed had exited and the thinking behind this was to keep the threshold warm for other village weddings to occur so obviously in that folklore they believed that um, that somehow charmed the church steps um, and I found that really interesting as well. And then from a more, um, if you're interested in herbology and um, if you're interested in using um, elemental things to um, as cures or basically some kind of, you know, well, basically for curing or um, aiding in um, some of the... Well, basically helping with um, a cure. Um, a lot of people would take the cure, go into places like Bath, they would drink the water from the springs. So um, this particular one, um, it basically details that the water collected from the first rainfall in June was said to cure skin complaints and remove freckles. So that's an interesting one. <laughs> But whether it works or not, I don't know. And there's a lot of people who don't want rid of the, <laughs> their freckles. So uh, if it got rid of wrinkles, I'd be interested. So, yeah, that's the four elements. Um, I decided to do a bonus element uh, for anybody who's interested in the left-hand path. Obviously, there's five elements. Um, so I have included the fifth element, which is spirit. Um, I'm always interested in the Eastern cultures um, superstition they're always really interesting and there's a lot of detail uh, and they really are steeped in superstition um, so yeah I took a look at some of the Thai um, superstition Thailand is a place of real beauty outstanding beauty its culture is interesting it's very diverse obviously there's the bad side to it not bad for everybody but yeah and then there's the beauty there's uh, the temples everything to do with the country is really interesting so um yeah looking at the thai culture it's soaked in superstition um so looking at that i took a look into something which i'd seen on the internet a long long time ago uh, and it was these tiny little houses and i, I didn't really sort of take much notice at the time but um, yeah, they had like lots of little candles and uh, sweets and offerings. Um, and I decided to take a further look into that and found that uh, in most buildings and homes in Thailand, you will find a spirit house. These are shrines which are placed in auspicious corners of the property where offerings are placed to appease ghosts lest they should turn malevolent. And the Thai really do adhere to this. They keep these little houses absolutely amazing that some of the things they're putting in bits of jewelry candles all sorts um, so yeah that was that was really interesting i would be interested to visit thailand and take a look at that firsthand 
so yeah that pretty much wraps up my first ever podcast i hope you've enjoyed listening um to the four elements um by superstition um please follow the link to subscribe um and if you could at all make a small donation to help me continue my research that would be great um but once again thanks for listening and i hope you can join me again soon for my next podcast hopefully a bit more professional than this one but it's not bad for a start out um next podcast in a couple of weeks i'm going to be discussing animal superstition and folklore so thank you goodbye